You're listening to This Is Married, your weekly source for the ups, downs, and all arounds about love, marriage, and relationships. I'm Winston. And I'm Lauren. And we're here to share with you the things they don't tell you about getting married, being married, and staying married. We're laying it all out there when it comes to finances, home ownership, traveling together, therapy, and much more. So sit back and listen up because we're about to tell you about the stuff you never knew you needed to know about marriage. Welcome back to This Is Married. We're back with This Week in Marriage. Yes. We're surviving this whole quarantine thing, and we hope you are too. There's a lot of big news that's happening this week in the world of marriage. It's been a crazy one, and we want to summarize it for you all. So what's been happening this week in the world of marriage? So first big news to just kind of get out of the way because we were talking about it last time that we were together, dear, is our governor, Governor Andrew Cuomo. Is that our governor's name? Cuomo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's Andrew, though, because there's another Cuomo, and it's Chris. Yes. And Chris and Andrew are brothers. Yes. Okay. But Andrew's our governor. And and Mario's the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Did I vote for Andrew? Uh Uh-oh. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't. But anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, he has been at the forefront of a lot of the news surrounding COVID-19 government response, and he's been very consistent about letting us know the latest and doing daily news conferences, etc. And in one of his most recent press conferences, he put out that Zoom marriage license issuing is going to be a thing. And you are also now allowed to get married via the state. State-sanctioned marriages happening over Zoom. Yeah, definitely. And this is something that has been really interesting because for the longest time in New York State, marriage was not deemed essential. So you couldn't get a marriage license if you, even if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Now this opens it back up and it does it in a virtual way, which is kind of piggybacks into the whole Zoom wedding thing. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to get married at City Hall like we did, you can now do it virtually, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do that, though. I feel like with a lot of these things, people are just winging it and you have to go with the flow. Yeah. Like nobody knows. There is a company, there is a company where you can get a notary services online. You have to like have a scanner to be able to scan documents into your computer, but you can get notary services online. So I guess you can get married online. Yeah, it's a a brand new world. So that actually leads us to our second thing. A couple in Nevada, right? Yeah. Nevada is filing a lawsuit against the governor over the right to get married because I guess in Nevada, just like it was in New York, marriage was not, or marriage services were not deemed as an essential service. Which is crazy there because like there's all those chapels for like the quick 
quick and dirty marriages and those places, they've got to be hurting. I feel like that's like the equivalent to how the restaurant industry is feeling in New York. Yeah, but that's probably a good thing, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, how fast can you get a Zoom wedding right now? <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> that's crazy. Like, do you still have to wait the 24 hours after you get your license? Like, what's happening? I guess you would, right? I suppose so. Oh, yeah. But... It's 24 hours in, in New York mm-hmm. and, and not in Vegas, obviously. Yeah. But that, that brings up a good point. Is marriage or the, the act of a marriage ceremony an essential service i don't know it really depends i i feel like so this couple they own also a bunch of like marriage chapels so it is essentially their business that's at stake here and they are doing it for the money you don't sue anybody unless you're trying to make some ends you know you don't sue for moral high ground (laughs) (laughs) uh but they or basically saying, you know, there, there's just so much more to think about. And that's what the article was getting at. There's just much more to think about, about um, when you're talking about the essentiality, is that a word, of marriage? Because people get married for all these things. It's like immigration and health insurance. And, you know, you're just confined by some of the requirements of these outdated and outmoded industries and governmental policies and you got to do what you got to do and if that equals to getting married in the state then you know yes i i would i would consider it to be essential personally yeah definitely and i think like like you bring up a really good point because every when you think about marriage and weddings you think of like these large gatherings Mm -hmm. but I think what's very interesting now where if you get sick, you cannot be in the same room as your significant other. And one of the things benefits about being married is when you do go through the hospital process, you have way more rights as, as a married couple than you do even as the domestic partner or just like, oh, my girlfriend's in there. You know, saying, oh, my girlfriend in there in, is in there or I need to sign this for my girlfriend gives you zero rights. Yep. <laughs> so I do see like some benefits to marriage, especially for people who are going through these type of situations and, and things like that. So I, I feel like it is. But I guess the problem is if you want to get married at City Hall or through in the state, obviously state workers might be better used somewhere else but Mm. i mean if they can figure out how to do it virtually i feel like new york has i'm sure other states will follow i'm sure they'll they will all kind of figure out like one way or the other but it's a really interesting point that they brought up i know they brought it up for money but it is something that to think about just like philosophically about like the institution of marriage yeah (laughs) well it also said in this article that removing the right to weddings um it it also includes religious vows and traditions and supposedly according to this lawsuit it's a constitutional violation of religious freedom um which is also an interesting argument to bring up but i I feel like i need a a lawyer to to argue that case yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i guess another reason to sue is so somebody can lawyer for you lawyer up <laughs> i'm sure there will be more states coming out with their zoom plans zoom is winning man even despite it all <laughs> it, it is the best service 
It is the best service, hands down. Yeah. We've gone through all of them. All I've this supposed on... bad news that comes out, Zoom security, it's, nobody it, cares. Zoom has not <laughs> failed me once. Yep. And every other service has failed me. And yeah, I feel at a certain point, like nobody cares as long as they, you know, yeah. give you what you need. You know, yeah. people still have Facebook accounts and Facebook's still in all your data. Yeah. So. Zoom is about to be the Kleenex of video conferencing yeah, services. It's, it's a verb. The once Xerox. You, once you become a verb, it's over. It's like like when everything becomes a Zoom call, but you're on Google Hangouts. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> you know, it's a thing. So we want to talk about the impact of the coronavirus and the lockdowns on marriage. And I think there's been some really interesting things. And I know people who've done some really kind of crazy things to be together or not be together. Uh, but first, let's lead, lead off and talk about The Rock, your boy. <laughs> How'd you, how did you like Ballers, honey? It was like a show that didn't really need to exist. But it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. I'm, I'm not mad at The Rock in that paper. Winston and I, in order to like keep our sanity and not feel like we have to do everything together all the time, we do still keep like the shows that are our shows pretty much separate from each other. Winston, for example, watches Ozark and Ballers and Lauren watches America's Test Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to watch shows that are way too dramatic for, for Lauren. Although yeah. we are watching The Wire, which is pretty dramatic. Ballers was not dramatic. Well, no. The, the only reason I, I, I watch Ballers... I wouldn't say dramatic. It's just something you would never watch. I just finished Narcos and I needed like a very light show, mm -hmm. like a very just like chill, like, you know, everybody's cool show. And other than, than like the one time when the dude died, it was light. It was like. <laughs> yeah. And how was I just like happened to be in the living room for that episode? Horrible. It was a super light show. It's very aspirational. Everybody gets a girl. Everybody becomes a millionaire at the end. And I was looking for that type of show. Anyway. <laughs> you described it to me, and maybe now, our, because most of our listeners are women, um, you described it to me as uh, sex in the city for guys. <laughs> it, it pretty much is. It pretty much is. It is, it is a Rock's fantasy. But speaking of The Rock, I guess he jumped on Instagram this week and talked about how quarantine has affected his marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't really know too much about Black's marriage or marriages. I don't know. I don't know anything about his personal life. This one that he's in right now has been the most high profile because he's heightened his profile since yeah. the previous time he was married. He was saying that the first couple weeks of isolation were particularly stressful. He found himself constantly apologizing to his wife for his behavior. He interpreted an offhand comment from his wife the wrong way and things got into a full-blown argument <laughs> me personally i see i see some warning signs mm, but yeah what do i know I, I mean it was it was pretty relatable like what he was talking about though you know it seemed like it was coming from a real place like everybody's just trying to figure it out and <laughs> Hear how my my household arguments are going and how I'm causing them <laughs> during quarantine. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like even in our house, like I could see an argument coming now from a mile away. 
<laughs> and I try to just get way out in front of it and be like, oh my God, are we good? <laughs> um, hello, like what happened? You know, I can see like your mood change and your whole face change. And I'm like, what, if, what, what happened? What happened just now? And I'm like, I even want to like apologize ahead of time <laughs> for whatever it is, because it's just these like very extraordinary circumstances. We're trapped and I can't leave and I can't go out and like collect myself because I'm not going outside. Um, so you got to like, you got to protect you, <laughs> you know, yes, the marriage, but also you just got to protect your sanity. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's very interesting. I mean, I know my job has been trying to preach that, you know, there's an acknowledgement that this time is stressful. It's not just hanging out at home. It's not just lounging around on your couch on a Saturday. It's lounging around on your couch on a Saturday because you can't go outside because everything is shut down. And acknowledging the fact that like the world is going to change and, and things like that. And I think just acknowledging the fact that we, we are kind of stressed, you know, and these things are going to happen. And I think maybe The Rock is just like by sharing that, just kind of sharing like, you know, again, like this is these are things that happen in marriage. These are things that happen to everybody, um, which I thought I think is really cool. Actually, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's like, oh, yeah, they're 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 like us. But not really. <laughs> not really. If <laughs> you think of The Rock talking about his arguments, talking about like, you know, the the the, the little petty things that are happening. Yeah, I guess I kind of found it refreshing. Like sometimes you and I can be just gross with how like, you know, easy we are <laughs> with each other. <laughs> So I always wonder, like, are we supposed to be arguing and, like, <laughs> calling each other nasty names? Because <laughs> apparently that's a thing. <laughs> and he was, like, talking about how, I mean, I can't say a lot of it on this show because it's a family show. But one of their arguments was, like, you know, she kind of took a moment to collect herself, like, was gonna say something nasty but instead chose to walk away and then he did too and then you know maybe like 15 20 minutes later they're back in each other's space and you know have both like clearly obviously cooled out and you know they're waiting for each other like who's gonna who's gonna say first and who's gonna break first to apologize and she says, <laughs> while he's brushing his teeth, no, he's shaving his face, she said to him that she used it to sh shave the dog's genitals that, that, that like, earlier that day. And <laughs> so terrible. I'm sorry, Mom. And then um, he, like, took a beat because he's an actor. And he was like... Oh, okay. Well, I um, used the dish that you're eating out of because she was like eating cereal while she was talking to him through the mirror. And he was like, I use the dish that you're eating out of to let the dog poop in it. And he didn't use the word poop. So <laughs> and it was just like this, like hilarious back and forth. They both break out into laughter. You know, this is his retelling of the story. And <laughs> 
I just feel like, yeah, you got to like rib each other, make fun of each other a little bit and just get to a point where you both understand that this is just just extraordinary. Like, how did we get here, first of all? And, you know, now that we are here, what are we doing about it to just maintain some semblance of normalcy? And if it means that you're ribbing each other like you used to make fun of each other before you got married and got stuck stuck in the house, then, you know, go for it. Do it. I'm all about The Rock. I want to see him succeed, and I hope his marriage goes well. I, I, I want to see him succeed, too. I do have to say, I don't know. that that I feel like things like that kind of mask some underlying things. So maybe that's just how they, they deal with it, with, with like, completely sarcastic and biting humor i don't know i don't know if we could deal deal with it that way you and i <laughs> but <laughs> i think i find the humor in more things than you do probably probably <laughs> so that was an interesting marriage that that's an interesting marriage <laughs> so there is another article that you posted in our notes talking about the end of long distance marriage Yeah, so there's a series on New York Times called Modern Love. They were just beautifully written stories about relationships. So uh, in this latest one, it's about the end of a long-distance marriage, and it was literally what you would consider to be a long-distance relationship where you see each other, you know, on weekends or occasionally, but you actually have a marriage license and you're married. So (laughs) it's like very unusual, right? Even, you know, in this day and age where there's all kinds of things that constitute marriage, um, it's highly unusual, I think, to find a married couple that doesn't cohabitate. So this woman spent the time to write about uh, what it's like now living with her partner, with her husband, for the very first time. (laughs) That's crazy. I know. He like came up and got her when the stay at home orders, you know, started coming down. She lived in New York. He lived in Maryland. They've both been married before. Both were widowed um, at, a, at, a, at a young age. Both had kids. And what she's saying in this article is that she's just kind of forced to come to terms with she's been having an affair and he's been having an affair on their marriage for um, years and that affair has been with their their respective cities oh <laughs> gotcha that was a lead huh that was, that was, a, that was yeah. a quick big title yeah <laughs> so um, she talks about how and uh, I can just completely relate to this she's just so in love with New York and all the memories there Um, And she talks about how she still very much, you know, loved her first husband and how she keeps her memories of him, you know, very much alive. And so does her spouse, her current spouse now, um, keep the memories of his spouse alive. So it wasn't like one was doing it and the other wasn't. They were both kind of playing in this, like, living in these two worlds. Um, and, And I just found it so interesting, like... Oh, but like even just the basic thing of moving in with somebody who you've never lived with before, but you are married to. I I remember when like we were talking about doing a long distance thing where like I want to go to California and you're like, okay, go. And 
I almost did it. I was looking for for jobs out in California um, and applying, and I didn't get any interviews even for the jobs I was looking for. But but we were already like together at that point. Um, this is really strange and weird where you're marrying a long distance person. Yeah. Well, we knew a couple, um, an older couple. So maybe this is something that just comes with maturity. You're able to like think through and possibly do this. But there's an, an older couple that we know um, who is in business together and they live apart. They live in different states um, and they see each other occasionally. I don't know what it's like now, um, uh, but they're you're like friends of your family. So, you know, that's it's something it's just like not a thing so often so I, I just find it fascinating that like th- this pandemic is forcing these sorts of situations to to manifest yeah and I know a few couples who not married but like in long-term relationships and they've they've had to kind of figure out where what that one person is going to go right and they lived in two different cities uh, long distance relationships and they're like okay cool we're going to cohabitate because like it's better to be together than apart. Am I going to go out to your city? Are you going to come to my city? And I guess like, I guess there was like this kind of like push and pull and negotiation, but behind like which city, like the person was going to go to. Mm -hmm. Um, I was speaking with somebody for a work thing, but you know, obviously during like, we're just talking about like, you know, the crisis and, um, she ended up moving to Chicago from the East Coast. And essentially, I think it was just like a long discussion with her significant other. Like, you know, I, I guess like what won out was that Chicago, like the apartment in Chicago is bigger. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but it's like very interesting, the negotiations that some of these long distance relationships these couples are having. Because basically... I mean, now we're what we started the lockdowns in, in like the first week of March, and in New York, it's going to go at least until the middle or end of May. So you're talking about two and a half months without seeing your significant other. Yeah. And you know, if you see your significant other regularly, um, it's tough. You know, so you have to kind of figure out like what you're going to do. And I, I know at least two couples of that have been in these weird situations around that. I mean, it's a very much like a just it's consistent through line that I've found so far when kind of analyzing what's happening with relationships and people who are kind of riding this out um, and deciding whether they're alone or together for it. Like if you had the opportunity to, you got to move to a place where there's more space. (laughs) Very true. Um, I can't tell you how many times Winston and I have just like stopped in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week and just looked around and said, man, if we were still living in our old apartment, (laughs) thank goodness we moved when we did. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I, I think space trumps all, but outdoor space is also nice too. Okay, we had outdoor space until the building took it away. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, I I, I know like there's a, a few people who <laughs> I know somebody who's older than me that that moved down to his his parents' house. Mm-hmm. And the reason was literally the backyard. How old are you again? I'm about to turn 40. I'm, I own it. But basically he was just talking about how 
you know, he never thought that he would go back to his parents' house. He really didn't have to. He didn't lose his job or anything. It's, you know, but it's just more of parents have like a nice big backyard. I can hang out. I can chill. It has Wi-Fi in the backyard. I can work. And it's just like, oh, man, I'm getting so jealous. So, you know, mm. I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely like feel for people who have to kind of make those decisions. But yeah, don't do it the opposite way around. If you have like a studio yeah. apartment, don't yeah. don't have your significant other <laughs> don't do it. trying to come to you. Recipe for disaster. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe there's an exception because if your significant other has like roommates or something. Oh uh, yeah. Then, you that know, might be nice. Yeah. But uh I don't know. It's that's it's again, it's just like it's just forcing us to be super adaptable, which is really interesting. Yeah. So I think um where we should kind of move into our last headline for this week in marriage and to hopefully help this lady and her husband in their new scenario and their new situation. Um, uh, let's talk about the Los Angeles times, uh, putting out their recommendation, a listicle essentially, um, how to help your marriage survive coronavirus. So they talk about in the beginning of this article before they get into the list of recommendations for what to, what to do to help. They talk about how in China, divorce rates are going up. People thought that um, uh, having babies was going to be a thing, but divorce rates is what's kind of winning out. And the expectation is that the same thing is going to happen in the U.S. Part of the reason that we kind of have been susceptible to this and might kind of come to a situation where we have more divorces after uh, stay-at-home orders are uh, rise or go away is because the modern American home is not made for us to be in it together 24-7, <laughs> uh, which I, I found to be kind of, yeah, for sure true, just like what we were talking about. Like, you can't, can't be all in the same place all the time at one time. And I got to tell you, if I didn't have this office, Winston... <laughs> You know, I love you, and you you already asked me for space this week, which I'm trying to do. <laughs> but if I didn't have this office to, like, go in and be quiet when you're watching Ballers, <laughs> oh, my goodness, I would be so done. <laughs> so there are four recommendations. Okay. Okay, for how, how to help your marriage survive coronavirus via Los Angeles Times. The first is to create opportunities for alone time. Yes, what you are doing for me. I asked for space this week. It was a really rough week. Um, and I'm lucky to have a, have a job, but work was really, really rough for the past couple of weeks. Um, we're working at or above the same levels we were before the lockdowns, um, but also having to deal with the stress and also just, you know, having the video conference and things like that. So it was just really rough. And... I don't know. I need just like the way I process things is space, and you're giving granting me those that space. I'm doing my best. <laughs> you know, I'm just obsessed with you, is all. So <laughs> pretty much, I just want to be around you all the time. And you uh, are. Oh my gosh, this is pretty much my dream. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I guess something to acknowledge that we uh, I don't know if we've talked about yet, but like our work dynamics are very different like Winston has meetings all day 
And my work, um, in contrast is like very lonely. Like I'm the only person doing my work and who is kind of accountable for what my work is. So I just end up like not really talking to people for long stretches of time. I work in the real estate industry. So even that has its like own set of challenges where I'm having to kind of go back into way past like the archives and sort of think about what I can now work on because real estate agents don't need help from me right now. (laughs) (laughs) They're just doing whatever they can to survive. So um, I think that's something to kind of acknowledge and, and sort of take into consideration when you're asking for space. I think you're also asking for time to like not have to talk to people. And <laughs> me, I'm like, I need to talk to someone. Let me help. <laughs> How can I do it? How can I help right now? So it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. consider um the second thing that was very basic is just to communicate this is marriage advice for life not just for pandemic times but i I think what they're getting at is to just over communicate um as much as you can and you did a great job example sampling this this week husband um by telling telling me about your mood and asking for what you wanted even though i kind of had to prompt you a little bit (laughs) it's tough but you're doing you're doing so tremendously. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, baby. You know, you just this is a good reminder. You know, you you really can't control what people are feeling, and everybody's just everybody's just trying to do what they can. But also, I would ask of you if you're you know feeling like you're about to get upset or heated <laughs> to this. Maybe go and close the door. Maybe go and sit in the bathroom, and then I can just assume that you're, you know, having a little moment to yourself in the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that could be better. But um, communication is is the key to life. Communication is the key to us. Yeah. Well, like TLC said. <laughs> that leads us to the next point, which is letting go of perfectionism. Which is true. I mean, I think everybody's been thrown into a moment. And we're all winging it. And I think it's just really interesting. I had this random conversation, like, just about the fact that you have people who are considered leaders. And I'm not talking about the president. He's not a leader. But, like, people in state government, like, people who are leaderships at, like, my job. And they're literally trying to do the best they can Mm. with the information that they have. And they're not going to get perfect. And, you know, a lot of people are holding their feet to the fire and things like that, but... Like the Nevada governor. Yeah. Give him a break. You know, like, like they're just they're just trying, right? They're just trying. And I feel like that should be an acknowledgement for everybody, yeah. right? Like it's, Maybe it's, he just didn't think about that. Like, he's probably married, and he well, probably didn't think about yeah, you know, the marriage industry in Nevada. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And I feel like at least people are in I see in the world in state government and local government they're adjusting or they're trying to adjust um and I think you will have to do that in your marriage too right mm. like it's, mm. it's it's not there's no easy solution to some of these things and I think it's just being open and acknowledging that it's very important I agree <laughs> dear 
Um, the last recommendation is to be kind to each other and to yourself. That sounds like a the ending of a... That's, that's Jerry Springer. Oh, you is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> oh, yes. Be kind to one another. Yes. I, I um, am a big fan of this last one. And, you know, you just... I guess for all the people out there who are their long distance marriages are turning into not long distance anymore. Um, you know, I, I guess it's like just a reminder, you know, that this is not forever, even though it feels like it, like it's okay to try and plan for the future. Take one thing, take things one day at a time, but it's okay to like daydream and to indulge your partner's dreams and to like just have a laugh together and you know to kind of go back to the things that soothe you um and soothe your partner during this this period like this isn't this isn't normal and i feel like everybody should acknowledge it for sure um but whatever brings you comfort you should really try to lean into um, so it's, if it's comforting to plan for a trip to Bali, then plan your trip to Bali. You probably get to do it one day again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The key also here is to just be nice to you, too. Don't be hard on yourself. Don't beat yourself up if it's like a moment of weakness <laughs> where you're just like mad about something that happened that you may have caused. Just take a step back and be like, I'm only human. And my partner still loves me for all of me. And uh, here we are. We're doing it together. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Feel good episode this week. We ended on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we could have went, went a, another direction, but we decided not to. <laughs> we ended on a good note for the people. Until next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. is recorded, edited, and produced completely independently. You can help us keep giving you all the delicious dish on marriage and relationships really easily. All you have to do is subscribe to This Is Married on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you like to play your favorite podcasts. Then rate the show and leave us reviews on your preferred platform, and we'll be sure to keep making great content for you each week.